Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Talks with Thompson podcast. I am here with Tamay Shannon, who is a social media consultant for W2S Marketing in Atlanta. Yes. Awesome. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Uh, you know what? The, when uh, folks are excited, those make for the best conversations. <laughs> so I think after this one, I might be done. Uh, can't top it. Uh, but anyway, thank, thanks for being here. I'm, I'm really interested in, in learning more about you and, and your background. Um, we, uh, we are connected through the Higher Ed Social Facebook group, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, we both do social media marketing um, and a little bit more. And um, I'm interested in where you got started. Where, where are your humble beginnings? Right. Uh, what was that spark? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I used to walk uphill both ways in a snowstorm. Um, so <laughs> how I got started is um, I am, I don't know, the lucky generation that got to experience all the, a lot of tomfoolery recently, as far as financial markets and being like um, this, you know, I, I'm an eighties baby. And so there's this crest of realization of you no longer work at one place for your whole life and leave with a pension. You got to figure out the money on your own. And so I went to school and I was like, oh my God, I'm gonna get a job in an ad agency. I was so, I just, I so wanted, like Mad Men was in my head and I was like, totally, no, didn't happen. (laughs) No, I applied to, I got out, I got out 05 the first time, ran back to school um, and I got out at 08 and I applied to at least a hundred ad agency jobs, at least. And everybody was like, oh my God, this is so amazing. Do you want an internship? No, <laughs> I have very real private school bills and they want their money now that I'm out of school. And so um, I was doing a lot of odds and ends. And my mom said, hey, Tamay, why don't you start a business? And I was like, that's a horrible idea, mother. Um, and the reason why I thought it was a horrible idea was I felt I didn't have enough. I didn't have the MBA. I didn't work in corporate. Like there's all these things in my young ish, 25, I guess that's young. I felt really yeah. young. Um, years that I thought I had to have to be in business. Um, and so I, I it, but the, the seed was planted. The seed was planted. And so six months later, I was like, okay, I guess I could give this a go because I was a teaching assistant. And I was like, I mean, it's fine. It pays bills, but this is definitely not something I'm excited about. So sure, why not? I can totally do ramen. It's just me and a dog. We'll figure it out. Um, so that's that's how W2S marketing got started. What's the W2S stand for? Ah, where to start. Nice. You know, I uh, I love those intuitive names. Um, and so a, a colleague of mine in Youngstown, he started his own uh, firm, a marketing firm a long time ago, but it was CYO Marketing, uh, Create Your Own Marketing. And I, I thought that that was clever because it, it was empowering Mm-hmm. The, the clients right exactly yeah. so kind of a similar similar model to, mm-hmm. to w2s then yeah mm-hmm. we uh we're roughly the same age we have graduated like within the two-year span of each other i too started my own company i started when i was 24 mm-hmm. and now i'm on my fourth company mm-hmm. so you know once you start one it's like that's not the last right not right it, it, <laughs> It's so funny because I felt guilty about that. I, oh, really? I, okay. I yeah, I had, there's this narrative that I bought into that basically <laughs> you suck 
if you can't make this business work. Like that was the <laughs> narrative. Like if you can't figure out how to do it the first time around, then give it all up. You shouldn't be here. This is not for you. And what I've learned is that um, you learn at each iteration. You learn different things, not only about yourself, but about being in business and what's missing and what will work better. And so that the failure of it all is not necessarily a bad thing. It's just a thing that happens. Like the guy who did the Fry Festival, wonderful dumpster fire of a failure. Everybody saw it go up in flames. There was a document, we all saw it. And then he turns around and gets more funding for another business. And I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> wait a minute. So it's like, it, it, it failures aren't a bad thing and they don't have to be that thing that stops you because <laughs> Fry Festival, <laughs> so yeah. And you don't have to have a business degree to, to, to run a business. I, I think that was one of my biggest concerns was like, here I am, you know, I have two design degrees working on a third. I don't have a formal business background, like educationally, how am I going to do this? Yeah, I definitely, it's especially now since the internet is like a thing, really a thing, um, you just Google stuff and you can figure it out. But yeah, you don't that. An MBA is like, and then what I learned is that an MBA is perfect and amazing for the structuring of like corporate understanding and financials mm -hmm. and all of that and blah, 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 blah. But it still doesn't teach you about how do you close deals? How do you sign people onto your business? How do you work right. with a virtual assistant or how do you lead? How do you be a good leader? How do you delegate work and all of that? It doesn't teach you that stuff that makes yeah. a business worth having because you're like oh it's a Thursday and you know what today is not the day to work I'm not doing it today and like how do you actually structure your business so that you can actually do that maybe it doesn't teach you that that's just more like learning on the job <laughs> yeah that's the practical on the ground in the dirt mm -hmm. kind of stuff that you you can't necessarily get in in a classroom right and you know what's ironic is that um I'm on the marketing team for the University of Pittsburgh's business schools right so uh, it, it's so funny how like I come full circle. So I started out as 24 years old, trying to be entrepreneurial and enterprising and start all this, start this business. And then I come, you know, my God, like 15 years later or something like that, come to Pitt and then like, oh, what do you know? They actually do teach a few of these things, right. but they still don't necessarily get uh, in, in the dirt kind of uh, experiences. Um, I was fortunate enough to teach. And it's actually the origin story of this podcast is that I was teaching in the business college, right? I got oh. to teach a business class, which was awesome. It's all about brand management, which is, mm. you know, uh, absolutely your business. And um, I got to talking to the students and like, yeah, we want to learn more about the practical on the ground, nitty gritty, you know, stuff that you and I learned just kind of, you know, Lately. hobbling through it, you know, just <laughs> right. in the, in the beginning. So that was really exciting to be able to produce, you know, 49 episodes of the podcast mm -hmm. based on that premise. That is so, cool. That is cool. And yeah. it's funny because nobody ever tells you that being in business is like a war against yourself because there is like the practical paying taxes and blah, blah, blah. But then there's, mm -hmm. you get up and you're like, oh, I need to close or I want to close this 20K deal or 10K deal, 5K deal, whatever. And then you have this voice in your head being like, you can't do that. Why are you here? You're going to screw it up. 
you should not even be here. Like there's this war, there's this internal constant up-leveling I have to do for myself just to be like, Tamei, you're speaking crazy to yourself. That is not true. Um, and nobody talks about that, like that, it's, and it's always there, like no matter how much money you make or how there's always a, this something, this doubt that's like, but really though? So mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Sounds to me like you've got a full-blown case of what uh, people in the medical profession call imposter syndrome. <laughs> right? Full-blown. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, hey, you know, the best ones, frankly, have been there. And, and, you know, yeah. and it's, and it's not, and it's, and it's not being upset about it. It's just like, that's just, that's just a part of it and not resisting it or not being like, oh, well, since I feel this way, that obviously is in indicative of something. No, it's just indicative that you're a human and you happen to wake up today and see the sun. Like that's all it's indicative of, but not right. necessarily your skills or capabilities or where you should or shouldn't be. You know, I, uh, I, I love hearing that because one of the things that I always try to instill in my students is, is this entrepreneurial spirit. You know, so you got to experience the, the economy collapse in 08, 09. And uh, so did I, like creative professionals across the board were, were getting laid off in droves. Mm -hmm. And I, I felt like for me, that was a very informative uh, point in time to realize like, hey, you know, if you don't want to start your own business, totally fine. Um, but you need to have something in case your employer lays you off. Mm -hmm. And um, for me, that manifested in, in, an, in, a, in an additional way, excuse me. Um, so I was working for Heinz North America, you know, designing labels for ketchup bottles. And then I decided during my time there, this was 08, 09, like, mm -hmm. yeah, you know, a lot of my friends are getting laid off. I'm so lucky to be here, but I need to prepare. And that's when I decided to go to graduate school and get my master's degree because mm -hmm. I realized like, hey, if I get my MFA, I can go teach. Mm -hmm. And then if I'm done with that, I can go back into the profession or if I'm mm -hmm. done with the profession and go into teaching, regardless of the status of the economy. Right. Right. Um, so so that worked out. But then I had some friends who, like yourself, decided I'm just going to start my own thing and be my own boss and, uh, you know, accountable to myself for my mm -hmm. success. Yeah. And that is so telling of a person's character, right? Mm -hmm. Like I can tell like you're a very specific kind of ass kicker, right? <laughs> <laughs> Either your own or others, but you do it because you need to, and you've been doing it for 11 years. So mm -hmm. you're too far in to-, to Right, we're not, we not quitting down, we're here. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> right, right. So, um. So what were the, what was that first year, first five years like for you? Oh, it was, yeah, it was utter bullshit. It was, it was definitely, it was, it is, it is, it is a bless your heart moment. It was uh -huh. like, that is the gift, but that is a forgiveness that I gave, give myself. Cause looking back, I was like, what? what were you thinking? Like <laughs> when I first started, I remember very specifically being like, okay, so to me, what do you do? And I was like, marketing for who? Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, um, <laughs> you can't, everybody's pretty big, but I was like, no, no, no. And so I would be taking jobs where it was like, hey, can you get us on a billboard? 
yeah, I can, I can do that. And so it, what it ended up leaving me with is just frustration, right? Because there was never anything that I could get my groove with. And I was just taking jobs. Um, and it wasn't things that fed me, <clears throat> but things that were just like, it pays money. So whatever. And mm. it's, and I want to, there's a distinct difference between making your money, please make your money. And there are sometimes you will absolutely have to be like, I'll take this job, but I don't want to. That's one thing. But then there's, but if you don't have an eye towards which, who you really want to work with, what type of people you want them to be, what type right. of business you want it to be, then you'll never get on track and you'll always just be like all over the place. And so that's what I was doing in the first year and a half. And then I started being like, okay, wait, wait, wait. So let's just focus on social and let's just focus on this type of business and let's just do this. And then what began to happen is that um, I, I was enjoying things a lot more because I wasn't always have to learning, always having to learn about how to get a billboard or how to do SEO or how to blah, 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 blah. It was like, no, 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 this is my wheelhouse. I already yeah. have a base level foundation and I already know a pathway to success. Yeah. You, you can't be all things to all people. And right. You know, it, when I, my first business, it was a design agency mm -hmm. and we weren't, we could do advertising, but generally we work with small businesses, nonprofits. That was mm -hmm. my wheelhouse. I, mm -hmm. I do have a soft spot in my heart for, for nonprofit clients, but they obviously don't pay as well. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. you know, fortunately I was able to leverage the goodwill of that type of work into pay, right. more paying experiences, but, um, I remember like I would take on some of the projects just for the money and they were just the most soul draining things. Like I took on, no joke, there is a, a franchise of car washes in Pittsburgh here. Okay. And um, I, they hired me to do their social media and it was the <laughs> most boring, stupid thing I have ever done. <laughs> Not the fact that it was social media, right? But the fact that, like, it was a, an account. It, there, they there were cross platforms too: Facebook, mm -hmm. you know, Twitter, primarily. Mm -hmm. um, and they weren't interesting. Anything that I proposed was shot down because right. they're like ultra conservatives, um, which, in some respects, is, can be fine. Right. But right. they were they were ultra conservative with respect to their marketing and communications because they themselves had no idea how to communicate to their end audience right okay end. see so they were just like they were co coasting along on like reputation and just by the fact that they've been in communities for 50 years you know but uh yeah i did it for the money and at a certain point it's just like money ain't worth yeah. it you're like okay i'm done i'm so done yep yep mm -hmm. so who's your niche who's your specialty so I've recently uh, reconfigured, re-chose. Um, and so now I'm working with impact-driven brands that impact specifically marginalized BIPOC communities. Um, so, yes. Okay, awesome. Uh, not only is that a, a great cause, but uh, just a, a groundswell of potential. Mm -hmm. uh, that, that's exciting. Um, how, do you, how do you work with your clients? So like, do you have a particular process or...? You, uh, is it proprietary so, and you can't no, share no, no, it totally no so the reason why i reacted that way is because um i have a process but i haven't articulated the process right so there's something that I, there's things that i always do i'm very consistent and so that's one of the things that i've been working on is articulating the process such that i can take a step back or such that 
if something, you know, if I'm out of pocket, I get sick, I want to go on vacation, whatever, that how I think about conceptualizing and moving people through this process is still followed. Um, so yeah. yeah, I totally have a process and it includes things like people don't start businesses because they're solely about making money. Like that is so important. I want people to make money, but there's always some other thing they want to impact, whether it's right. a community, whether they want to see something in the world, there's something missing, but they start a business for those two things. And so for me, when I'm working with people, I'm like, it's totes, totes. Sorry, I don't know where totes came from. I've never about toast? toast? Because no, I'm totes. Like totes cool. Like totes oh, okay. okay, totes. Like, oh my God, I don't know where totes came from. Anyways, <laughs> I got sidetracked by myself. It, it, it's a social media, it's the lexicon. You know, <laughs> right. it's the language. It's all right. <laughs> um, but I think it's very important that, you know, yes, you have business goals and those are considered but also what are the personal goals? Like, is this a business that you want to be a legacy? Is this a business you're going to sell? Is this a business that you are like, actually, I just want to work four days a week or three days a week? Like, how are you conceptualizing this business in your life such that the goals and what we do on social support that? Because yeah. if you're like, yo, I want to sell this to my kids, then it's going to have me think of things differently than if you're like, I am trying to get investors super interested. That's like, okay, mm -hmm. great. We have different metrics to focus on to make sure your business looks good to investors. So, yeah. Good. So you're, you're priming them up for these possibilities and mm -hmm. and you know what i love about that is that by virtue of running our companies the way that we did you know this scrappy kind of way like we're a, a bit more aware of of those types of opportunities especially mm -hmm. for you know newly minted entrepreneurs mm -hmm. yeah um, i love one of the aspects of, of my work that i love doing is actually talking about business systems and how you should formalize, or if you are seeking investors, how to how to court investors, but not just that, but like how to actually break down the the ownership of your company and mm -hmm. you know things like that. Um, it's it's fascinating. It is. It really, really is. But I don't want to read about it in a book. <laughs> Agreed. I yeah no. I I tried to once, and I was like, oh, this is really boring. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, I've, uh, I, I love reading and I love taking books out of the library. And, you know, a lot of my clients are libraries, as a matter of fact, no money there, but mm -hmm. I can, I can influence the, the centers of education, the pillars of the community. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, I've, I've had the, all through the pandemic, I've told myself, like, I'm going to start doing a little bit more reading and uh, across the board ranging from comic books to fiction to nonfiction. Um, I can't finish a book. Really? Yeah, I just, I, uh, I so I just got this book, uh, Storynomics, which is really popular. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm really invested in, in storytelling right now. Mm -hmm. And I have been for many years, but this is more of my way of like really trying to give myself a curriculum on it. Mm -hmm. And um, I just, I can't, I get maybe a quarter, quarter of the way through a book and I just kind of hit a brick wall. Really? Yeah. And I, it, it could be a lack of time or a, a lack of focus, but um, it's, it's deeply frustrating. Um, I think one of the problems I get is I read like the first quarter of the book and like, mm -hmm. oh, um, well, I don't know enough to get the full picture, but I've got a billion ideas. 
off of reading those first hundred pages. Right. So then I have to act on that and then I end up picking the book up and then I get late fees and. Right. Yeah. So wait a minute. You do a lot of work with libraries. I'm surprised you don't know about, um, oh my gosh, it's on my phone where you can rent books from the library through apps. Through yes, but mm -hmm. I use the old version of it. Um, that's my, I, I love it because there's no late fees. They're like, oh, we're snatching the book back because it's due. I'm like, oh, okay, great. Yeah, I, I have Libby. Um, and uh, I actually bought a few books for my Kindle. So mm. I've got physical books. I've got Kindle books. Yeah, I've got Libby books. It's all over the place. It's, it's unorganized. Um, but they, the, the, the resonant theme tends to be about storytelling and content mm. strategy. Um, and, uh, you know, even people I follow on Twitter, if they come out with a book, like, you know, if it's priced well, I'll buy it. Yeah. So uh, it's just kind of sitting there. Yeah. So I'll let you know what I learned okay. a couple years All right. from now when I, uh, <laughs> right, exactly. I think a lot of people in the pan, as we go through the pandemic have, have really tried to adjust to learning more things like doing HubSpot Academy and Yoast SEO mm -hmm. and, and some of the, the, like the, the Facebook and Twitter certifications and yes. all of that. Have yeah. you done any of that? Uh, so yes and no. Um, <clears throat> I tried the Facebook certification and I was just so blindingly bored. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I, I haven't gotten through it. Um, and the only reason why I wanted to take it was just to, for, to say that I took it and to be like, I have a badge, but I didn't feel um, that there was any real value in it. And not to say that there's not, there probably is, just doesn't work for me, blah, 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 and so forth. We're and then also, I'm just slightly upset at Facebook, just in general, anyway. So I don't even want to F with them like that. Um, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Have you looked at the uh, National Institute of Social Media, uh, Social Media Strategist Certification? No, I haven't. Who did? Quick plug. Uh, she was on the podcast, actually. You should listen oh, cool. to it. But yeah, uh, NISM. They're wonderful folks. I'll, I'll send okay. you their... Uh, yeah, their, totally. Their Twitter link. Um, I've, I've gotten a lot of really great feedback and information okay. and insight just from talking to the group and okay. reading, reading the book and, and everything. Okay. But um, yeah, anyway, uh, pardon the, the nerd out there. Right. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, so you're primarily doing social media work for a variety of different uh, companies and organizations. Mm -hmm. How deep do you get in that? Uh, are you building out campaigns or, you know, look, how, how are you incorporating campaign thinking and storytelling thinking into your work? So, yeah. Um, typically, when I start working with somebody, there is the hey, what's your voice? Or what do you sound like? Are you this? Are you this and this? And like, mm. I sound like my business. Okay, well, let's, let's create that then. Um, okay, so, all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so, <laughs> so before I could even be like, here are some, you know, arcs that we want to create and tell, it's really making sure that businesses sound like themselves. And what I see is a lot of people not leaning in to the strength of their voice, the radicalness of what they do, the blah, blah, blah. Like when you are that, you when you are putting your stake in the sand for something big, 
then your voice online has to match that. And I feel that a lot of people aren't matching that. They're just sort of kind of like giving out, like there's this client I have and it's great. It's fun. And, but it's very much still like a, here's way to be mentally healthy. And here's how you have one. I'm like, okay, let's be, cause they're really targeting BIPOC and they're really talking about cultural competency from your therapist. So what does that look mm-hmm. like and how do you bring it all together? And so I'm like, if that's what we're talking about, we need to be like, really, really like, like, no, this is who we stand for. We talking about if you are non-binary, if you're envy, if you're this, if you're that, we got you. And it, I want them to reflect that. So yeah. most of my clients, it's first just being like who they are and making sure that strength of voice and that, that why they started this is reflective. So, yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a great place to start. I mean, it stands to reason that a lot of the people that that you might be working with started their company similar to how you did, and mm-hmm. you know you can give them that one-on-one experience. Mm-hmm. Like I was there. I know what you're going through. It's okay if you don't know your brand voice. It's okay if you don't even know right. your brand because your brand is you, and you can't be objective about you. Right. And yeah, so you have to do a lot of education and and, and priming to get them to a point where their brand voice is established and is actually successful for them mm-hmm. on their mm-hmm. on their communications platforms. Mm-hmm. And and that is no small feat, and that is certainly a feat that takes a lot of time. Right. Right. It takes a little, but it, it's fun. It's cool because there's there's times where it was like oh that worked and there's times like that fell flat Mm. Mm -hmm. but uh, it's always just fun to see because that's the reason why I pick social um is because I feel like it's an art and a science like you have the pretty pictures you have the visuals but then there's also like that google analytics and facebook insights there's like what does the data say we posted this thing we did this thing we tried this campaign what does the data say about the results that we got? Like, did people click? Did people watch? Did people care? And so being able to put those two together to uh, measure success and measure successfulness and whatever is just, it's fun. Mm-hmm. So what is the uh, the next, you know, 15 years look, or the next 11, how about that? The right. next 11 years look like for, for your company? Uh, I, you know, personally, I would love it just personally if I could just I'm I'm I am personally done with Facebook I'm just done with Facebook I'm just done with how they do things I'm just done with the duplicity I'm done with like we stand for this and then underhand 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 and it's like look if you're gonna be an ass like be an ass like but just stick to it like I'm okay with it but don't tell me that you care for me or you want to do this you want to do this but you're over here being like subterfuge so If I, if I could disentangle um, out of Facebook and just be like, I, I, I would totally be super excited about that personally. Yeah. Uh, but really just, I, I am a firm believer that um, not everybody needs to be on social and it's not always appropriate for everyone at any stage in your business. And so I want to make sure that at the end of the day, people know that. Like if you, I'm a firm believer, if you're like, I need to eat today. I need to close deals today. I need to put money in my bank account today. That if you don't have a Facebook, that you're not starting a Facebook, that you're making calls, that you're actually reaching out to people, that you're doing things like that versus like, I want to set up a Facebook page and I'll put a post and then someone will buy my product. It's like, no, that's not, no. Go call the people who work with you before. Go call blah, blah, blah. Make So I want to, that's one thing I want to make sure at the end of the day, when everything is said and done, people know that 
Um, they know that for themselves, they know that for their business and they know that, yeah. And then also, <clears throat> I don't, it's funny how people still don't know this, but I still see messages where people are like, Facebook shut down my business page. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that's what Facebook does. Like, and they're like, what can I do? Nothing, it's Facebook. Or they're like, yeah. Instagram shut me down. And like, okay, and so did, and it's like, yes, social is great, but making sure that you have a way to talk to your audience off of social, whether that's a newsletter list or text messaging or something, because Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, they're all about their business. They're not about other people's business. They're about their business. They're going to make decisions that work for their business better. You know, I, I saw the, uh, I don't know if you had happened to see this, the recent testimony uh, that um, Google, Facebook, and Twitter CEOs gave to Congress on uh, whether they, f uh, basically the premise was, are these companies responsible for all the the, the false information and everything out there. And mm -hmm. Google said, we're not responsible. Zuckerberg without blinking said no. And then Dorsey with Twitter was like, yes, but. And it was at that point where, so the past year I've been slowly migrating off of Facebook mm -hmm. uh, and really investing more time into Twitter which they're both cesspools and yeah, various right. in different permutations, right? Different variations. But my little corner of Twitter is like really awesome. And mm -hmm. the people are just fantastic. And then I, I log on Facebook and it's just like more of the same. I'm just mm -hmm. tired of it. I don't care. Uh, oh, look, a picture that I posted got a like, like, what is it? Basically my brain is saying, yeah, you know, uh, the, the, the we're done. I don't need the, <laughs> I don't need right. the, you know, the dopamine hit or whatever. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. but, um, you know, to, to your point, like it, it's what's I'm done with, I'm, I'm relatively done with Facebook. I use it for my job and to promote some stuff, but I mostly just do the ads and then I disengage. Yeah. I resent the fact that I have to have a personal account mm. in order to use their commercial services. Yeah. I well, really I don't mean, like that. That right there tells you what they're in business about because they're in business to get personal data and information, those connection points to then further sell, monetize, whatever. But yeah, the, the fact that you have to have a personal to have a business on there is it just indicates what's the most important thing to them. Yeah. So, uh, well, well put. So I want to move on because we're getting towards the end of our time together because I feel like we could, you know what? I feel like we could host like a, a co-host a podcast or something. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of thoughts and opinions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, for for my students, I got marketing and design, you know, mm -hmm. students that, that I speak to and, and, and work with. Um, what would be your recommendations on, you know, starting a, a business or maybe offer some some grounded practical advice on on dealing with clients yeah so there's a distinct difference between um working with people to get a paycheck or an invoice paid and working with people who don't want you to be who you are um this typically this typically applies to um, non-traditional. So basically, if you are not a cis het white dude, typically this will apply to you. So 
when I first started business, I definitely was trying to go the, um, the corporate white route. And I was putting myself out there like that. And it is draining. Um, and you end up working with people that you don't want to work with at all. So <clears throat> the first thing I would say is be yourself. Um, uh, yeah, because it, you will get rejected. You will. Um, but what it's going to give you, <clears throat> right? Yeah. You're going to have the space to really create how you want your life to look. And I, I say this every year I get older, there's this, there's this little needle point that I love. And it's like, behold my um, field of fucks, see how it is barren. And that's, if you can get to that space quicker, um, you will be a, not a lot happier, but you will be able and in, in, in control of what you want your life to look like and what you want it to be and what you don't want it to be. And that there's no, and there's no white ray, right, right, right way. There's no right way. <laughs> so if you are like, I know, right, exactly. <laughs> but if you're like, no, I want to do 50 hours a week. I love to work. I want to do that. That's, that's you. And if you're like, no, I really, what's really important to me is I do 10 hours of this, 10 hours of this and 10 hours of this. That is you, that that's totally fine. I don't get up. I don't get up early. I don't get up at 6 a.m. I don't get, I don't, that's not me. I get up at 9.30. I typically oh, God, don't take my first call till 10. Like that's pushing. I like to take my first outward facing call at 10.30. I start my work at 10. But that's what works for me. And for the longest, I felt guilty by not being up at 4 a.m. Because I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm missing out. No, this is what works for me. So yeah, I, the, the biggest thing is you are in control of your life. It is yours. And however you construct it and however you make it, that is, it's yours. Nobody else is living it. Nobody else. And so I would say that whether you're working with a client, invoicing, starting your business, going out and doing the corporate thing, if it aligns with who you are, then that is where you should be. Perfect. I, I, I couldn't have said it better myself, but I do have an addendum, uh, something to add to that. Um, you know, you, you say like you're, you're in control of your life and that is absolutely true. Mm -hmm. Do work, I, I implore everyone listening, please do work that you care about. Don't, I mean, and do work that, first off, listen to, to me. <laughs> do work you care about, use your life energy on things that are worth it. And three, don't ever accept PowerPoint projects. <laughs> but, but, but maybe, you know, but maybe what is it? Um, General Ford wants you to give, you know, design this PowerPoint presentation and, you know. <laughs> all right. All right. So caveat, you can design PowerPoint presentations don't design PowerPoint master templates. Mm. That's the difference. Ah. Do not design master templates because um, distinction. it is a special kind of hell. Yeah, no. And it's amazing that we're still doing this, honestly. I didn't know people were still into PowerPoints like they were. I was yeah. like, oh, we really? Okay. You know, I, I was, I, I taught for seven and no, I, I've been teaching for 12 years, but the, the one university I was at for seven I didn't use PowerPoint really once at all, mm -hmm. ever. Mm -hmm. uh, so like on the faculty side, like if you're using it as a teaching tool, it's appropriate, but like mm -hmm. for presentations to other faculty and stuff like that, we just, 
I don't know. But uh, yeah, so I, I had this huge knowledge gap on PowerPoint. And, and then I took on a, a, a project where I was essentially designing like 500 slides in PowerPoint. And yeah. Ah. Uh, yeah. What? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it was, for a, it was for a friend of mine. And, you know, the. Are they still a friend? <laughs> remains to be seen. <laughs> I, I don't know if they're going to be friends with me. Let's put it that way. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, production jobs like that can yeah. just be so draining. So that would be my recommendations. I'll leave that there. But um, this was great to me. Thank you so much for, for your time. If folks want to learn more about you and your work, how can they find you? How can they connect? I am on the internet. I am on Clubhouse. If that is your thing now, who knows what it'll be in six months? We don't know. But I am currently on Clubhouse under Tamay, T-A-M-A-Y. But also like the more staid old school ones, I am on Twitter and I am on Instagram. Um, to, I, I, I forgot my name for a second. So on Instagram and Twitter, I am W2S Marketing. And I typically have my smiling face up there. So you should recognize that it's me. <laughs> Well, this is great. I hope to check in with you again and uh, best of luck with everything and keep me, keep me posted as to what's going on. Totally. Awesome.